This podcast is reserved for audiences 18 years and older. Hello, and welcome to Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. I'm your host, Brandon. Today is part two of our talk with Chris Velasquez, Mr. CSW 2023. If you missed part one, make sure to go back and have a listen. In this episode, we speak more on Chris's journey to earning his title, his thoughts on body positivity, and about his own unique leather event called Perverso. Get ready for some more leather talk. I'm going to run again. And like, I mean, good for you, but like, look, I I was like, not going to be surprised if after two years of being stuck in a pandemic, locked in your house and blah, 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 that, you know, maybe you wouldn't run again, but you did. What kept you going all of this time? Well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. What kept you going all this time? And what the hell were you doing for two years? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, um... (laughs) Well, I hated you, and I was like, I need to win a title just to be able to be like, you're withering away. (laughs) There's a new Supreme. Do you feel old now? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was was fueling me my hate towards you. (laughs) No. um, Okay, so let's start with what was I doing? Because you started a podcast. I started a podcast, Hard Talks with Chris, where I did, we had a conversation, Mm -hmm. a short story long um so short story short um <laughs> long story, story short. short damn okay she could uh, she's obviously a professional speaker um <laughs> i would have conversations with people in both communities and kind of wanted to find that common ground mm-hmm. and that was really in the end of the day what it was i wanted to have those hard conversations where we did talk sexual we did talk about kinks we did talk about just hard stuff that were hard to talk about we talked about what made us into the person we are today mm-hmm. and being a gay person that means a lot of falling on your face and a lot of rejection and a lot of hurtful stuff and that was me you know that, yeah. that that's what i did for for the whole pandemonium um and something i loved about your intro by the way it was says uh i forget i don't know if it was your friend yeah. who recorded the oh, intro yeah, yeah. my best friend Brie. so cute but they're like welcome to hard talks with chris where we talk about hard discussions or something. No, we, we have, have, we hard, have discussions. hard discussions and we talk about things that make you hard. Yeah, they make you hard and, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's super clever. And I, I did listen to a good number. I think the first like 30. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any more. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I listened to the <laughs> 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 Let's not talk about that. Um, no, um, but I listened to the first 30 and it was interesting because you would have someone come on and talk about something sexy. But then you would also come on and talk about... I remember one of the episodes was something about uh, donating blood and mm-hmm. being HIV or, or or and being gay. Yeah. And the whole stigma with HIV yeah. and everything. Um, and there were like some real serious discussions. Yeah. yeah. I, I I liked to do the thing where I was like I said, I'm an I'm an influencer. Um, <laughs> you might know that. Um, no, I liked bringing on 
what you would think is the mainstream. So I would bring an influencer and then I would like break them down to just a human being. Mm. And then we would talk about like their only fans and we would talk about like what they did with brands and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Or I would have like a leather person and then I would also bring them down to a human being level. Like what your childhood was, how was your high school? How did you come out? All things that no matter who you are, you can relate. And it's funny because you see these influencers on Instagram, you see their chiseled bodies, you see their perfect bodies, and then you found you find out that in high school they felt like they didn't fit in. They mm. felt like everybody hated them. They felt like they had body dysmorphia or whatever. And now you're like, but you're an Instagram <laughs> influencer. Like you're you have yeah. you have a the size of a country following your Instagram. But there was a journey to but get there. But there was a journey to get there. And no matter and that's that's why I said if we focus on what makes us different, it's so much easier than focusing on what makes us the same. Yeah. Which that was the common ground with everybody who was on my podcast. Everybody in the end of the day had the same journey. Hmm. And did we get to different places? Yes. What got us to those places were those journeys, yeah, and how we can all have the same journey, but one one changing of path going left on one street or going right on another street could take you to a whole different place, depending on just what's around you, yeah. and that what was the podcast about, and that was like, like what I really wanted to do with the podcast, and I and I had I educated people about like different kinks i had my papa when we talked about fisting i had a pup i had you and whatever you do <laughs> i don't even know what i <laughs> do like, and whatever whatever this is i don't even know what i do in front of me whatever <laughs> chlamydia gonorrhea <laughs> whatever i told him when he came, walked into the room i said okay chris uh if you hear me coughing um it's not covid because i just got tested several times that I even went to go get the PCR test. But I do have chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> or something new. We don't know. Maybe he's just patient zero. Um but you know, so I, I had a whole bunch of different people who educate us about whatever they were. But in the end of the day, those were the hard conversations. Like yeah. the hard conversations that made you hard were, hey, tell us about your OnlyFans and how you get fucked and riled and whatever on it. But the hard conversations were how did you get here? Yeah. What like what what made you realize you are who you are? Yeah. And and that's the hard. Like those are the deep conversations that like yes, the fun and like hey, how do you get how do you get that many followers or how do you get brands to work with you? Those are the fun things. Those are yes, hard conversations because I wish I had brands just throwing money at me to wear shorts. Yeah, that that doesn't happen to everybody. So, but those are hard conversations. But the harder conversations are the who are you? Who are you? And and why are you who yeah. you are? You know. So so that's what I did with that. Um, and then it was just preparing. Um, I, Eric, my my beautiful leather daddy, Mister SoCal Leather, just took me under his wing and. Mm. Sorry that I'm doing so many pose references, but my life is basically pose. Um, did an Electra and was like, I'm going to take you under my wing and you're going to become a winner, baby. Mm. And if you don't become a winner, then I don't know what I'm doing. And obviously he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> um, and he did. He took me under his wing and polished this 
already beautiful diamond, but you know, he just polished it a little bit more. <laughs> um, taught me how to talk to people. You know how to you know be more outgoing. He 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 saw something within me mm-hmm. and was like, oh, I can help you push it forward more. And that's what he did. He he helped me with everything. And and I don't know if he helped you with this or if you got better over over time. And this is not to throw shade or anything, Ooh. but. And maybe it's from hosting a podcast, yeah. but you've become a better public speaker. Yes. That is because having to edit, which, spoiler, that's why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because my ADD is so bad. I can, I legit have some podcast episodes. During the quarantine, it was easy. I had nothing else to do. I wasn't all working. I wasn't doing anything. I was, you could spend 10 hours editing. All the time in the world yeah. to do whatever I wanted and was... The podcast. Now I work. I have a full-time job. I have it yeah. uh, nine to five. I mean, that's why I drop down to, to twice a month instead of four times a month because of that reason. I'm like, shit, you you could spend up to 10 or 12 hours editing one episode. And you're a normal human being. Yeah. And I'm not. <laughs> like, my ADD, that what, what, yeah, took yeah. you 10 hours would have taken me... 20 yeah. 30 yeah, yeah, yeah so um that's why it stopped um and i i want to bring it back and you know if there's any editors that you know want to edit a podcast or want to do something yeah. with yeah. me and and are not in there for the money <laughs> but are in there for the fame and you know want to become a producer one day um <laughs> you know but yeah, yeah. hit me up because i, I want to i loved b- making podcasts and i and i did become a better speaker and i know how to do all of that i think the first time you edited it like a thousand ums out of my i was gonna say just listening to this conversation right now i, I i'm barely gonna have to do any editing. <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah so having a podcast for sure did help yeah but also he helped me with i have a problem with and back to my add my brain obviously works faster mm-hmm. than my mouth and <laughs> some things. <laughs> um, but for the most part, my brain works faster than my mouth. And I can't catch up with it sometimes. So he kind of has been really good at being like, so breathe. Okay, now you mm. can breathe. Yeah. And I think that helped me with my podcast. That helped me with obviously answering questions and, and the Q&As and all of that. Because yeah, I noticed on stage... You're far more articulate. Oh, well, and that is perversal. A hundred percent perversal. Well, and obviously my drag family, they've always helped me with like throwing me on stage and being like, okay, you're going to speak now. <laughs> you're going to speak now. Yeah. But being part of perversal, like now I'm the one that has the microphone hmm. and has to be. <sighs> Some people say I'm funny. Um, <laughs> I don't say it because I'm a humble, real humble person. Um, so I don't say I'm I'm funny, but some people would say I'm funny. Um, but being funny in a conversation is different than being funny on stage. Right. So I learned how to be funny on stage. Obviously, it wasn't that big of a, a leap because I'm already funny in regular conversation. That it was just like being able to figure out the timing and all of that. And I think. All of that has helped me with that. And I think the biggest support with Eric was just having that guidance. Someone yeah. to be like, hey, you got this. You know this. You know these people. Go, go. I mean, we talked about this last last episode. Um after the after the 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 the, the losing, I was not gonna go back. 
Yeah. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Obviously not welcomed in this community. They got me runner up. What do I look like? A runner up? <laughs> Oh. Well, so, Chris, you know, someone had a win. Obviously, <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, and I felt like, you know, I'm not going back. I'm not doing this. And he was like, get your ass out of your house. It's going to be pup. It's going to be the pup contest. You're going to show up. You're going to smile. You're going to have the fu- time of your life. And you were going to start all this again. And yeah. this time you're going to know people going into this. And you're going to do what you have to do. And you're going to prove yourself before you stand on that stage. And that's what I did. I worked my ass off for the last two years, networking, building, building a community within the community and then putting myself out there. So people did know who I was. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't um, I was talking to someone about they were like talking about running for a title. And I was like. The easiest thing they were like, oh, well, how did you win? And I was like, people already knew me. They already knew what I was about. When I went to do that interview this time, I felt like I was just reinforcing what people knew. Yeah. And they weren't trying to, A, get to know me, and on top of that, trying to get to know what I wanted to do in the future. It was more like, we already know what you do. We already know who you are. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. And why are you really here to your question? Why are you really here? It wasn't like, well, who are you? Can we get to know you? What do you, you know, what are you doing? And then on top of that, where are you taking this? Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like as an observer, it was like from my perspective, you know, and the old old guard always say this, like, oh, competitions used to be a way to earn your place or whatever, or to like, you know, whatever. Um, nowadays it's a way to introduce yourself no longer at this point were you trying to introduce yourself to the community as much as you were that this was just like the next step it it was the next step in your journey as a leather person for you and you were fine you were doing it for you you know and like at the end of the day like you said like you don't have anything to prove to anybody and the fact that you were just up there and you knew who you were that like that's what one up yeah, there. Yeah, and I, so back to the clothes um, for a second. When I was starting to grab all my clothes together, I had the option of asking people for their form, for my for formals to wear or figuring it out on my own. I knew I didn't have the money for the formals. If anybody knows what formals cost. It's a lot of fucking money. It's a lot of money. Now, I didn't have the money for that. And I still don't have the money and I'm never going to have the I money. I had to borrow half while. of my formals for my competition. And one thing that I remember so much about the first one was being something I remember so much about the first time was asking for forgiveness about not having my own leather and being so sorry about not having my own leather. The first competition. The first competition. Wow. Because the question was, what's your favorite piece of leather or why are you wearing what you're wearing to the interview? And I was like, well, well, I borrowed this and I don't have my own leather. And it's an da, apology. Da, da. It, it was, wasn't yeah. A oh, story. yeah. It wasn't a story. It wasn't a thing. Mind you, I still had that first leather piece. I could have gone off on that, but I was yeah. so more sorry about why I didn't have leather and why I didn't have my own leather that that didn't come through. And this, and I remember that, like 
nobody's business. I think I don't remember a lot of that interview, but I remember that. And I remember that feeling. And I see those pictures of that first time. And I was like, oh, girl, this is why you did not win. Hmm. And this time I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't care what I wear. Mm-hmm. I want to feel confident in what I wear. I want to know that I own what I wear. And I want to know that it's 100% me to the T. Now, I'm not your traditional person. Regularly, I'm not your traditional person. Running for this title, I'm not your traditional person. Yeah. Already, like we like we already said, I'm not your traditional person. I mean, you're the first person to come to this interview naked. <laughs> I know you said wear something comfortable and I was like well nothing (laughs) Um, so going in there I was like no and I was like you know what I'm going to wear what makes me feel comfortable I'm going to wear what makes me feel me and I don't have the money for this Mm -hmm. and I've never wore this and I can't see myself wearing this formal so I'm not I wore leather pants that I got from a thrift shop and I got uh, amazingly tailored to my body. I wore a button shirt that I got from Zara because she's a Zara girl. And I wore a tie that my papa let me borrow. And I wore my, I wore my own garrison cap. And I felt good. I felt sexy. I my papa gave me some nice thigh high boots for Christmas, so I felt. And I have a picture of your boots on my Instagram, by the way. Yes, you do. <laughs> I wear that and I was uh, and I was confident and I was, and I didn't care. And I know the question came up and I was like this is me. This is who I am and what you guys are going to see is not your traditional leather looks. Because I'm not your traditional leather person. I'm not your traditional leather guy. I had a reveal. I revealed my booty on stage. I wore shorts. I wore and they're not just like leather shorts. Yeah. They were a sports short that and I got them from Rough Trade. Um, that I had them custom make them shorter because mm-hmm. she's a hoochie daddy short kind of guy. So I wasn't going to wear them to the knee because that's not who I, I am. If you catch me any day, if you're never going to see me wearing shorts that touch my knees, that's gross. Like <laughs> I have legs for days. Some call me the Naomi Smalls of leather. I'm not going to wear shorts that cover these beautiful Things but that let I, me just tell you, like hearing what your story, the the everything that you've spoken, and this, I'm glad we're sitting down here and talking about this because, like, your goal to kind of go up there and show that you are a different kind of person up there on that stage. There were people in the crowd who questioned, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just I'm just observing when I was there at your competition, people questioned, oh. I've never seen anybody wear that at this round before. Yeah. I've never seen anybody wear a shirt like that at this round before. I'm like, well, that's that's what Chris wanted to wear. I mean, that's how he feels. Hot. And I know some ex winners had a lot to say about what I was wearing. And but but I know it's because I'm and, and like I said, I'm not yeah. a traditional person. Like if you won traditionally, yeah. great, all to you. Yeah. I I was gonna win as myself and, and be no myself. Else. Is not that. But this was the conscious decision that you made the mm-hmm. second time around because the first time around you were sitting there apologizing yeah. for that. And the two years later, finally really coming into who you are, owning that. And, and I was celebrating that. What I was apologizing is not being who I thought they wanted me to be. Yeah. And this time I wasn't apologizing. Yeah. I the Chris you got 
is the Chris that is. So yeah. you like me or you don't. And I think that comes with knowing my place in the community and knowing who I am. Being like, if if I am not value to you, if I don't bring value to you who I am as a person, then I, I, I don't deserve to be here. I Really, mm-hmm. I shouldn't win the title because I gave you what you think, what I thought you wanted or what, right. what, no, like I, I should get, because I'm going to spend a year with it. And the real reason is, or two or three, we or never t- know. Well, there might be another. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say no if they just want to, you know, let me be the last winner. Um, but you know, I, I there, no matter what, they were going to find out who I was. Yeah. If it wasn't at the date of the title, it was going to be someday. Yeah. And if they didn't like it, then it would have been an issue. At least I went in there and I was like, oh, you know who I am. Hmm. Deal with it. And if you don't like it, then don't give me this title. And they obviously bought it. So let's talk a little bit about the competition day. What were some of the highlights for you? Like, what are some of those memorable moments on that stage? <laughs> the So I'm going to start this with i ran alone so there was a lot of so how did you feel about running alone so i we did the meeting the the meeting greet mm-hmm. and it was me and another person so i was excited i was like yes i'm gonna preface this with i have heard a lot of people complain or have stuff to say about people who don't run with competition so when I found out I at least had one other person, I was like, okay, good. That takes me out of the, yeah, takes me out of that. I don't have to deal with that. And I think that you'll see how it works in. So I was like, good. I was like, okay, I have competition. I don't know the guy, but cool. At least I'm not running alone. I luckily, a lot of the judges, I knew the judges mm-hmm. in a more personal way. I Like I said, CSW is something that I've, felt a part of and I've built a lot of relationships with people who who are in CSW and who were my judges so I I felt confident not not in a cocky way but I felt confident on hey I built something with these people right yeah so I felt good I come in for the interview so everybody who knows is you do the meet and greet and at least in this case we did the meet and greet on a Friday and on Saturday was a competition I come in for the interview, the interview is early Saturday morning um, or midday, and they pull me aside and they're like, just so you know, the guy last night pulled out, this morning pulled out. I think my face, oh, well, they started off with, hey, we're so proud. You know, we saw how good you did, and I'm so proud of you, Mistress Sayan was like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy when I saw that your your, your application came in. I was so happy and like you said not a lot of people run again after losing mm-hmm. and i was like i was a runner up i didn't lose <laughs> no um so she was like i'm so happy to see you and i saw potential in you and blah, blah, blah. and then she gives me the bad news and i was like oh she just said that because she didn't want me to like freak out obviously own demons in my head oh mm-hmm. like she wanted me to not freak out or feel like but then she did tell me that she was like no matter what there's a certain amount of points you have to get so don't think that because he pulled out all of a sudden you're the only one you're the only one and yeah. she's and you're just gonna is this is just all it's politics not a default. no 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 the plant could win exactly and i've yeah. heard that there was a plant that almost did win. 
<laughs> um, <clears throat> so she was like, there's a certain amount of points that you still have to meet. Yeah. And so don't think it's as easy as it is. As, as Don't think it's as easy as... You're going to get it. Default. You're going to get it just Boom. because. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, but he, like, I am someone who lives in my head. If you yeah. know me, I live in my head. That threw me in a spiral. Um, and I was like, okay, shit. Fuck. Okay. Um, what are people going to say? As much as I don't care what people are gonna will say, and 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 I and I'm this confident person, there is those little demons within me that go, well, what are people gonna say? And like, oh, well, there you go. There, people are gonna talk. And then I was like, no, no, what, the, what are they gonna say? I have to meet the points regardless. Yeah. So my head was still in the game. I went out. My papa came with me, and there's a cute picture of us of him polishing my boots before the interview. And I was like, hey, this and this happened. And he was like, cool, nothing's changed. You still have to kick ass. So get back in there and do what you got to do. And <coughs> don't think it's going to be easy. Because you still have <laughs> Hold a... Hold on, my chlamydia. <laughs> <coughs> this is a pause for chlamydia. Thank you. A pause for chlamydia. This show will be back. Oh. Okay, I'm back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Thank you for the brief interruption of your show. Now it's back. <laughs> um... So he was like, hey, you know, keep your head in the game. Let's go. You're going to do this and, and 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 you still have a certain amount of points to get. So don't get, you know, don't think. Don't get comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, girl. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And I, I did it. Um, And it was so much fun. Now, here's the positive. I felt like it was a showcase mm. of who I am. Instead of a competition, it was a showcase. Yeah. I was able to completely show who I am and why I deserve this. When I went into the interview, I was able to in a in a way not think about the time. Yeah. Yeah. I answered every single question. I got several rounds of questions. I cleared up stuff that they needed me to clear up. They drilled me and not in the kind of way I wanted to get drilled by these judges. <laughs> Some of them could have drilled me really good, but they didn't. They drilled me in an emotional and psychological. psychological way. And sometimes I like getting drilled like that too, but <laughs> but it was a showcase because then on stage it was like me legit showing everybody who I was. I mean, like you said, I was on stage and I was laughing. I was making jokes. I mean, it was a showcase and me proving to everybody hey this is why yeah. i get this and this is why i'm gonna do this and and yes i was still in a competition and i got nine i think it was like 95 points still so i still went over like yeah <laughs> some people say i'm an overachiever and yes i am <laughs> because i still went Jesus. over the points i was supposed to get you know <laughs> yeah. because and I think I did so good because instead of it thinking about a competition, I was like, oh, this is just me showing everybody why I deserve this. Right. And I deserve it. You know, I, I, I bring the charisma, uniqueness, talent for everybody who knows the reference. Yes, that was Drag Race. <laughs> but I, 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 you know, I brought all of that. And, and it was exciting. I feel like no matter what, I still feel robbed because... I feel robbed in the way where, like, I didn't have the suspenseful, 
Oscar. You wanted the ex- you wanted that experience you know, of competing with another person yeah. on on the. But I yeah. but I'm proud of what I did, and yeah. I was myself, and I and I in the end of the day, I didn't win this because of pity. I win this because of who I am, yeah. and no one can take that away from me. Those ninety-two points, ninety whatever points, no one can take those away from me. Yeah, because I did that and I worked hard. Like I said, I worked hard two, for years, two years for this. I I didn't care. Like I didn't go into this of what if I win. I went into this as I'm gonna win. Yeah, because I worked from the, so from day hard one, from the yes. first time. And yes. you came back to and, make that a and reality. I, and right? I, I felt, I mean, to the amazing leather, you know, title daddy now. He was just better than me. But mm-hmm. if he wasn't there that day, <laughs> I would have been mine. I would have not been runner up. But he is so much greater and he's obviously so involved in the community and he's a great person in the community mm-hmm. that, yes, well, obviously was, it's a given that he would won. You were at a different stage in your journey. Uh, yeah. And and I felt like I was in his shoes this time, where mm-hmm. I was I was like, oh, I'm part of this community. I I've done stuff for this community. I've I am part of the community, and people know me. Yeah. And I have proven myself, and I've proven who I am. It's just more about getting that final. And it's not yeah. about the approval. I, I don't want everybody to be like, oh, well, he was just looking for approval. No, because I already knew who I was. I didn't need someone to be like, hey, you're a leather man. Yeah. I didn't need that. I knew I was a leather man. I knew I was a weeho queen and I knew I was a leather man. I didn't need that. And that's why I say people try to use that against me. Try yeah. to be like, hey, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in a little bit. People try to go like, well, this weeho queen is trying to influence, like trying to get into the leather community. This is our community. We need to keep them out. No, this is my community. Yeah. You don't have to keep me out of my community. I am not someone who just goes to blah, 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 blah. And hangs out at a regular bar night. This is your family. This is you have family in have this roots. community. This is yeah, where you. I'm come not from. just uh uh. Hey, I know everybody because I've gone to every blah 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 night. Right. I've I, I know everybody because they've only seen me at there at the parties. No, mm-hmm. you've seen me there at the parties. You've seen me there at the gatherings. You've seen me there. You've talked to me on Instagram. You've I've talked to you on Facebook. I've supported people i've done stuff yeah i have real relationships i don't hit up brandon just to see when's the next party i hit up brandon to see hey how are you is was COVID okay we talked about our podcasts and but we i and i celebrated with you and i said hi to you every single time and i and i could say that about a lot of each other in the breakout rooms obviously but i built these relationships that were more than just Hey, we're having fun. <laughs> Do you want to go yeah. to the bar and have a drink? It was more than that. The thing about the title is, and I thought about this over the last two years that I've had this title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, those sound so barded. <laughs> oh, okay, She's like, next, when's the next one? Um, no, but it's not the approval, but it's the validation. Mm-hmm. It's the recognition. And it's mm-hmm. like, do I need it? No, Mm-mm. but... To know that your community recognizes you. And something that I was like super honored by was the um, the Southland Honors. Mm-hmm. I got nominated for three awards. And like this girl had to work. I had to go earn my money. And I was out there playing my violin, working my butt off. And 
I get a text message. I have to hear from someone else on social media that I won two of those out of those three. And I was so honored because it was, it was the community recognizing like my value. And, and when your family validates you, like it's, it's love, it's honor. And it's like, and that's what you get from the title. Right. Like, yeah. Um, I'm just going to point something out just real quick before, you know, the serious point of this conversation. Um, you made this about you. Again. <laughs> it, it is my show. It's my show. Wow. Um, <laughs> you come to my episode and then make it about you. Great. Um, no. Um, oh yes, it's not. Th- look, I didn't win the first time. Yeah. I still came out with a podcast. I still built friendships. I still went and did stuff. Yeah. This time would have not been any different if I got second, third, fourth place. Didn't even make it. You'd still be doing what you're doing. I would have still continued to do. Yeah. Now, what the title does, it goes, hey, Chris, we see what you did. And here, this is what it is. And it sounds corny. It sounds corny. And you hear famous be like, famous people be like, it's not about the award. It's not about winning the award. It's just, and it's not. Because the awards are just, hey, we see what you're doing. It's a validation of what you've done and, and exactly. your accomplishments and your presence. Same thing with like a fucking school degree. I, like, mm-hmm. I don't need a master's degree to prove I can play the violin, exactly. but it helps. It does. It, and and it says, and it says, everybody who does know how to play a violin acknowledges the fact that you know how to play violin. Yeah, because yeah. you can play violin without anybody acknowledging there are it. People, I'm sure, like great orchestras that don't have a degree but they play their instruments but but back to your title the the one of the the most powerful moments i mean i think of any title of every title uh competition and something that i was like super happy to be a proud to be a part of this time was to extend my arm onto you Wait, wait wait before you say this the last thing the okay. last thing, just the, the last thing, because um, it meant a lot. Yeah. And this is one of the moments that when I do write my book, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't worry, you'll get a, a chapter and a half. I'll make sure there's a chapter and a half for you. But when I do write my book, I this is a a moment that like and to the point of I don't I don't care if I won or not. Yeah. I was able to stand on that stage and thank my leather daddy and my drag family mm. for making me who I am. And I didn't, I knew I was going to do this. They didn't know I was going to do this. Um, a lot of stuff happened the week before. And the only people who had my back, and it's one of those things, and I, and I just recently put it out there where I was like, people say, Everybody's your friend when you're at the highest. Yeah. The minute you're down even for a second, you find out who are your real friends and who's your real family. And that is 100% true. Yeah. Because the only ones that had my back, the only ones that didn't even for a second. And I'm and, and obviously being a little, what is the, bio, what is the word? Dramatic. Like, dramatic about it. Because I'm sure a lot of people did. But the people who for sure were there. Yeah. Texting me, calling me, making sure I was okay. Were them. Mm. And they had my back 100% and didn't even 
flinch. They didn't even think about it. Didn't even care about what it meant to them. They were just like, we're here for you. Yeah. And that day, I'm someone who is super thankful. And, and I've told you this. I'm, I'm thankful to you. I'm thankful to and I, whenever I can say, hey, thank you for what you've done or, or thank you for supporting me or thank you for teaching me or whatever. I like to say it. And, I, and on that stage, I felt like I had to thank them because if it wasn't for them, not only... You know, like I said, my papa taught me anything, everything that has to be with a leather man and has brought me from a little leather boy to like a grown leather man. Yeah. My drag family has done the same thing with like everything. But they had my back and yeah. they had my back that day. They showed up. I, I mean, I wish I would have known my mom would have showed up because I would have brought her there too. But I didn't want to look at them. So I went on stage and like, looked forward and looked at the bartender because that's all I could see and the judges well the judges didn't want to look at the judges so looked behind them and there was bartenders and was like staring at them and then at the corner of my eye I see the minute I start thanking them my papa and my and my drag mother crying and hugging each other mind you this is the first time they meet and it just broke me so I'm on stage ugly crying and trying to finish this speech because I'm proud of who I am and I'm never going to keep them a secret and I'm never going to keep that part of me a secret. And that moment was, I was like, you know what? When I got off stage, I was like, even if I don't win, being able to be on that stage and being like, I am who I am and these people made me the people I am, the person I am, that was more than enough. And that was winning because I was able to stand on stage and be like, thank you. Like I, that, that for... For us who are in the leather community, that's like the Super Bowl. That's like being on the stage yeah. of the Super Bowl. And I was able to be at the Super Bowl and be like, thank you. Those two people over there and that family over there, thank you. At the end of the day, like, you got up on that stage to show who you are. Yeah. And that's what you did. No yeah. matter what happened. No matter what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm like, ugh. I know. Ugh. I, I did a lot of crying. I, I it... <sighs> It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, you know, and, and, and I, let's talk about it. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, I threw this party. I'm throwing this party, Pedro. I started it with someone who was my best friend. Um, things happened. We disagreed on a lot of things. We, we realized that we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm. And instead of it being a amicable breakup of the friendship and the partnership it wasn't it was ugly um mm -hmm. i some things were twisted and turned and you know i've dealt standing here in front of you i've dealt with body image problems i've dealt with my own body weight and my own body dysmorphia um i have pictures of me around the time that i ran for the title last where if you would have asked me how I looked then, I would have told you I was a fat, ugly, disgusting piece of garbage. But looking at the pictures now, I'm like, girl, she was she was good. You looked mm -hmm. good. You looked healthy. You looked good. But the body dysmorphia wasn't. That's not what the body dysmorphia was telling me now. You know, wasn't telling me then, and it's not what's telling me now. I I, I come, I'm probably gonna look at pictures of me winning, and there is pictures of me winning that I didn't repost. Because in my eyes, 
I didn't look good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that in a couple of years I'm going to regret it because I'm going to be like, oh, girl, you looked good. What, what were you thinking? But I've, th- that's something that I've dealt with and I've learned how to deal with. And I talked about my podcast. So it was hurtful when this person went online and was like, try to cancel me and was like, he's fat phobic. He's a kink shamer. He's these things, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I deal with my own demons. And like I said, I deal with my own demons. I don't have to put those labels on anybody else when all I've done is no matter what as an influencer, because that's what they try to box, put me in the box as an influencer, quote unquote, I'm not your six pack guy. If I do have a following, which I don't, I don't see it. Like I have a big following. I don't, you know, if I have a following, it's not common for a guy like me. I don't have a six pack. I don't have, I had to build it. I'm sorry. I know that terms and words change. Body positivity is what I grew on because I had to learn to be positive about my body. And now with my, still with this body dysmorphia I deal with, it's not just, oh, I could change the words. No, I have to be positive. I wake up in the morning and I hate what I see. So I have to remind myself what you see is not always what's there Mm -hmm. because I have to look at that picture that I I took two or three years ago and was like, you felt horrible. You felt like, Chris, you have to go to the gym more. You have to go work out more. You're not doing enough. But now, now you look at that picture and you're like, Chris, you looked fire. What were you thinking? Yeah. But that's my brain. I can't change that. That's where I understand that there's new terms and da, 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 da. But, and Lizzo says this a lot. Skinny people shouldn't tell us, and and not to offend you, (laughs) but, you know, skinny people shouldn't tell us what words fit for us. Like, if body positivity is something I want to use, I'm going to use it. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the PC thing. I know maybe it's not where the movement is at now. But guess what? I have to deal with my body. I have stretch marks that I have shame of, that I gained during the pandemic pandemic. stretch marks that i didn't have before someone who shows their body as much as i do that's hard you look at my instagram during the pandemic i was covered up why because i hated every single picture i look back now and i'm like chris you took some cute pictures shirtless why did you hate them and what's interesting to me is like i've seen you with like Almost nothing on. I mean, you're sitting here naked. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never, like, like I think we have, like, a, a such a more judgmental image of ourselves yeah. than other people have of us. Because I've never looked at you and thought you were anything less than sexy. Like, you walk into a bar with confidence wearing a harness. It's, and it's, it's like, it's, it is our own voice. Yeah. And, right? and, it, and it's also... It's easier for me to, like, it's easier for, and and this is where my comedy comes from. It's easier for me to be like, don't pay attention to how I look. Don't pay attention to all of this. I'm going to make you laugh. So like that, you're like, you're laughing so hard that your eyes are closed and you're not looking at me. And that's where my confidence comes from. My confidence comes from, first of all, my confidence comes from like, if, if I'm not confident and that's why I said, like, some people might say you're a little too confident or you love yourself too much. If I didn't love myself as much as I do, I would not go out. I would not stand on stage in an underwear. I would not go and post what I post on Instagram. I do that for me. 
Because in the end of the day, that's the only thing keeping me from who knows what. And trust me, I and I that's a fight that I have with myself every single day. Being like, hey, Chris, even though you look, you feel like you look like this or you do this or whatever, it's not true. You're not that. No. And here's the thing, Chris. Nobody is above that feeling. Like, I have days where I look at myself and, like, people are like, oh, Brandon's skinny. And I look at myself in the mirror sometimes. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. you're not looking great right yeah. now. And it, it's all internal. Yeah. And all we, like, here's, a th- like, the other thing, too, is, like, fucking we compare ourselves mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the Instagram people who also have the same thoughts well, as a lot of you know us. I, I get a lot of messages of like, you're so sexy you're so this and it's funny because i've gotten those messages as i am looking at myself going like you what's the scene from white chicks you chubby <laughs> 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 you know i'm getting those messages of yeah. people going like hey if it wasn't for you I, I i wouldn't be as confident as i am and first of all low-key a little bit of like double shade there because it's like oh if it wasn't because you're showing your body <laughs> but i, I understand but, you know, where that's coming you, from you but. chris having the uh, the ability and the courage to go up and be who you are regardless of vulnerabilities regardless of like that in and of itself brings visibility mm-hmm. to everyone else who has those internal struggles like regardless of how they look on the outside yeah so you know so to not get too you know, to that way. But yeah, so it was hurtful when, you know, those things. And then, you know, what's on the point and, and I'm only bringing those up because I did put up a post about like, I'm not going to divide and I'm not going to do this. And it's all about the community. And, but I, I, there's a part of me that wants to still clarify those things. And I know mm-hmm. that, especially now knowing that I have a title and that that still follows me a little bit. I want to clarify stuff. Like I want to, I didn't touch it at the moment because I got a text, I got a message from someone that was like, hey, this is not good for the community. Hmm. These are two people who are involved in the community that that are going to go into it head to head. Please don't do this. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. First of all, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm not going to go and get even or, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's no point. I know who I am. I know what I've worked for. I've worked for positivity on my podcast i've worked for i worked on myself to know i'm okay with myself and i hopefully did enough of that to the outside world that they understood who i was and understood that the image that was put out there of me wasn't that Mm -hmm. and it seems like for the most part at the end of the day chris there's no satisfying everybody Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, just myself as like with my own title and with my own show, I receive messages. I won't say regularly, but I I do receive messages of people who are not satisfied or disappointed with whatever I'm doing. And I'm like, well, I really don't have control over your feelings and I really don't have control over your opinions. You have a right to feel and think however you want. I'm at the end of the day doing this for free this is not my job (laughs) i'm not getting paid for this i mean i do have like a patreon and everything and that that keeps the podcast going because it costs money but like oh yes oh yes you know (laughs) but at the end of the day it's like i am who i am i'm not perfect i'm gonna make Mm -hmm. mistakes i'm gonna say things that maybe 
like I'll learn later on, like, oh, wow, I don't think like that anymore. But like, this is a record of, you and know, not only that, your heart is that is not in your heart. Like I said, yeah, yes, I'm guilty. I've said stuff that maybe came off the wrong way. And I'm sure even in this episode, I've probably said something that is going to comes from a good place. But it's it just the way it comes out in words is not as eloquent or not the correct way to say it. I'm 100 percent sure. But just what I guess what I what I wanted and what I've always wanted is to people see who I am. Yeah. And see that my heart is in the right place. Now, am I going to learn? Yes, I'm here to learn. As a human being, I'm here to learn. I, 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 there's no such thing as I've learned enough. I yeah. learned every single day. And I might have said something wrong. I might have, something might have been taken the wrong way, but that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. A- and I think the people who have stuck by me, and that's why I said I'm so proud because my papa and my drag mother know I'm not this person. Yeah. They know my heart. They know that there is not this malicious person out there right yeah they know my heart but this and is i know what, my heart this is what family is though yeah like there is no family that doesn't have issues and problems no. what makes us family is the fact that we can accept each other for who we are know each other's heart and come together at the end of it and it shows yeah. you and it shows you who your family is and who you know yes i thought this person was a really good friend of mine but apparently it wasn't. And it happens. It happens. Um, no hard feelings. And I, and I, you know, I still love the kid. And, and I know that he's an amazing person. I just think that we all have our own demons. And I just, in the end of the day, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened, happened. And I'm going to continue doing. I know why I started this party. I know what what my ideas were. My ideas were, and we talked about this already, was bringing to the leather community something that is not there. I know that there's other nights. There's like maybe one or two other nights that I know for sure there's other two nights that are kind of the same. But with not with the idea of the WeHo community joining the leather community or the leather community joining the WeHo community. Well, can we talk about your event? Because first of all, like Sea Friends used to be my watering hole before the bullet because I lived right down the street. And back in the day when there was Uber shared, I think it's coming back, but it would cost like a dollar sixty four or something to get down the street. Or I could walk there if I really, really wanted to. And um let's be real, you were on your knees the whole way. Oh my God. It, it, it was a pilgrimage. So, see friends. I remember see friends um, being like the place where I went because my my ex at the time said, "Oh, let, never go to that bar. It's like such a hole in the wall." Blah blah blah. So as soon as we broke up, that where do you think I went? That bar down the street, and I met some of my best friends there. I have memories there. Like it, it, it kind of is like a magical place. Um, and they have water pressure now. Who knew? They, they, I mean, it's, they just invented it. And yeah. they, the first place that got it was Sea Friends. <laughs> I was actually surprised. Like, wow. But I, I, when I first heard of like leather at Sea Friends, I was like, that sounds so like weird and like off brand. But when I went there, for me personally, it was a full circle journey because that was like one of the first gay bars I really found myself at. I came and 
you know, discovered leather. That's a big part of who I am. And then when I came back to celebrate your victory party, there was leather there. And it was like this whole, and, and your mom being there. It was kind of emotional for me, yeah. really. A, a full circle moment. Yeah, I know. I saw when you took the dick out of your mouth, tears. <laughs> now, I wasn't sure if it was the dick or it was the emotions, oh but something gosh, made you, you tear no up. That, that, oh my goodness. Your party? I mean, well, we'll just say uh, if you it's, haven't it's been a lot of fun. If you haven't been to Perverso, go. Go. We have a lot of hard talks and sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we get hard so let's, talk, what, so let's talk about your event. So yes. why? So why? How? Um, like you, I I mean I grew up here in the valley. Um the only kind of hispanic places that there is it's another one that's like this one it's a straight a straight bar uh-huh. it's like a really hispanic place it's a straight bar club and they have <laughs> yeah. one gay thursday nights it's like the most hispanic place if you know you know <laughs> and it's crazy to go there so when i turned 18 i went there and i was like ugh, not for me it's like it felt like a quinceanera hall and i was like no 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 and then I found out of Sea Friends. And then Sea Friends felt like so grown up. It's like it's like a gigging Yeah. Th- no, 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 no. That was that felt like what you see like on like friends or whatever. I don't know. It was like the 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 bar just everybody went where like the music is really cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. It was like the music was really bad and, and the place looked like sketchy it is the one bar that i would go to and i would it never failed i would always hear selena and And, and they were like proud to be hispanics yeah so i I love that place and then that's where i met so here's like where like everything kind of lines up that's where i met my leather family that's where i like they had their drag show valerie bamboom luna lovecock at now goes by another name and vanalicious Okay. Had their um, drag show. There was it was a, a it was divas something or whatever, and I met them and I like became friends with them and I was just like the gay little boy who like I love drag queens. I want to do whatever it takes to be part of the group. And then I became like close friends with them and and then it became like a family. Yeah. And then we had Susia Sundays where they took over the Sunday show and I was like. The person who followed, I did like their pictures. I did their Instagram. I ran like, it was like, oh, now we're in this. And then they had to end the show. Mm-hmm. And then, but I like, but it was like one of those things where it was like, they had to end the show because Seafront is so bad. And da, 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 that was situation. at the point at that time. Exactly. So then it was just like, okay, but I loved and have like all these relationships. And I, I know the bartenders. I know the, I know everybody there. Yeah. It's like a family. Because I was like part of it. I was like in there. I, uh, I was helping drag queens put on their nails and shoes and this and that and grabbing them drinks and everything. So I, I knew everybody there. So then, you know, when when my friend and me were having a conversation one day, I was like, I was like, oh, well, let's do see friends. And I like picked up my phone, made one call. And Memo, who is like the main bartender there and, and is like the promoter of everything. I was like, hey, I would like to throw a night. And I had this like like this shark tank like speech ready like i was like this is why and he was like sure and i said hey can i throw a night there and he goes yeah and i go well um and i still went into the speech because it didn't register that he said he said yes yeah yeah and then i was just like and he was like yeah that sounds great okay what what day do you want yeah and i was like wait what 
I, I wasn't ready yeah. for that. I was like, oh, he's going to be like, I was going to give him the speech. And then he was going to be like, okay, let me call you back. And I was like, I was going to wait and have to like wait for like three weeks. And then he would be like, we could, we could do this in, in two months. And it wasn't that. It yeah. was like, cool, down. Sure. Next Let's week. do this. Let's, yeah, yeah. Just tell us what day. We got this. And, I was, and it's a Saturday, mind you. Now, being more into this, Saturdays are almost impossible to get at any bar. Yeah. And just, just on a, we don't know what this night is going to be. We don't know what anything. Just, yes, go ahead. Do whatever you want. It was crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, he gave me the go around. So it was this like there was this like weird moment of, oh, this is where my family. I met my family. This is where I had like endless nights of like drunkenness and messiness, and we saw crackheads, and we saw all of these crazy shits, and all these funny experiences <laughs> that like are crazy. And now it's my night. Yeah. Well, me and my friends' night. And now I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And and so then planning it, I was like, okay, well, what are what I like? So I for sure knew it was going to be a Hispanic night. We're going to be celebrating Hispanics. I'm Hispanic. That's what it is. Like I said, we go to these bars. There's not a lot of people of color. There's it, 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 The focus is not there. Mm-hmm. You know, want it or not, leather has its sketchy background. And a lot of racism. We I call it what it is. There's a lot of racism. And there's not a lot of people of color in a lot of high places. And I was like, well, I want a night that is for people of color. I know that there's other nights you have to drive hours to go all the way to Long Beach or go who, wherever for these nights. I live in the valley. I'm a valley boy. I want one that's down the street. I don't want to have yeah. to go to blah, 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 to go to a leather night. I want one down the street. I want my community to have something. And that's what was my idea. Now, I love um, puteria. And puteria is like what you would think of, like that kind of like almost WeHo party, but almost like leather party or like leather thing. So I was like, I want something like that, but I want more leather. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, so I want... This bar and Puteria to kind of marry. Right. Or I want Wiho and like, leather you know, to leather to together. marry. Yeah. And then how would that look? And then on top of that, I want a Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> how would that look? And I want everybody to feel welcome to come. I don't care if you're a leather person. I don't care if you're a Wiho person. I want you to have something for yourself there. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm more of the party person. Like, okay. let's go. Let's do this. So I took over the whole dance floor let's do this i let my my friend take over the seedier side of the tracks but we married them and and that's why i wanted it to do it with him because it was like marrying these two worlds yeah now as much as i'm in the middle i feel like i'm more of a party person because of who i am the yeah. personality i have even you know i i i, I want to throw a party even if it's in the middle of a funeral like let's do this you know like let's celebrate let's celebrate the life let's not celebrate the death you know i'm that type of person right so he kind of balanced us out and then we both i think we for the most part we both kind of had the same idea we're both hispanic we both wanted to celebrate the hispanicness and i think in the end of the day that's really what the night is and that's how it, it was born. My baby, my ba- my baby was born out of wanting to celebrate, A, my culture, B, the two communities I'm really part of, and to bring something to the valley 
that there's not yeah there's no places where you could wear leather and and it was such an oasis to go there because let me tell you i i haven't been to see friends i mean on and off but i really haven't been to see friends in like honestly years and um even before pandemic um and i showed up one day and there was like people in leather on a tuesday night and i was like what the fuck what yeah like are we infecting the world here and then i realized patient zero (laughs) and then i realized it's because of you oh yeah oh (laughs) it's because of your memo has been like We've never seen so much leather in this place until yeah. after your party. They're like, and, and not in a bad way, but he's like, I think that this, they think this is like more of a leather bar now. And I'm like, well, you are. Well, people are starting to come. I, I, you walk in and there's pups. Yeah. You walk in and there's people in leather jackets and leather in leather harnesses. And I'm like, wow. There's furries. There's furries. There's full that's on right. That's furries. That's right. I saw some and person. the next party is going to have a full-on furry little thing. So, no way. Wow. So, yes. I, for me, see friends and see, and here's a little thing. You know, we all know it's hard to have a bar in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Now, it's hard to have a bar in the middle of nowhere. But on top of that, you add a gay bar in the middle of nowhere. That's yeah. even harder. Now, there's the staple places. You know, you go to North Hollywood. You go to West Hollywood. You go to downtown. You go, yes. Bars, no matter what, they're going to be full. But you talk about suburban, middle of the nowhere, it's own like you said Deep Valley. Deep Valley. It's yeah. an oasis. That's not and 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 the, and and not to shy away, but the fame Sea Friends has is a hole in the wall that you might get stabbed at. <laughs> <laughs> and not in a bad way, not in a like because right. it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, those yeah. are but the people who enjoy that place is the people that we have memories there. We yeah. we built our relationships there. We built yeah. our families and our friendships there. That that's why we like that place. Yeah, we're not there for the gits and glamour. Like this is not Fergie, you know. Yeah, glamorous at all. It's not the Abbey. It's, it's not whatever. No. Like so, yeah. I was like, yeah, let me do this and, and and let me in a way. I know this is gonna sound a little pretentious, but. Let me breathe some new life into this place because mm-hmm. I love it. I I mean, and you're introducing new people to a place that could use more people. Yeah. Like I mean, and the, they could, more and they business is better yeah. for the business, right? Yeah. Like, and and they had a hard time during the pandemic, and I don't want to like I don't like because of the memories I do have. I don't want to lose that place. I, yeah. I know. I mean, I did a podcast about Redline. I remember. I, re- I listened I, to that I did, one. Yeah. I did a, you know, we we talked about what the cost of the pandemic on bars were. We Everybody talked about, oh, my God, it sucks that we're losing all these bars. But we talked about the bars who everybody cares about. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Abbey is going to get help regardless. Yeah. Redline is going to get help regardless. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah is going to help get regardless. See Friends? Who's helping See Friends? Yeah. People don't care if See Friends. See Friends is not the kind of bar that people are going to rally trying to build up again. Mm-hmm. And if no one cares about it and it disappears, we're really losing a place that, yes, gay people go everywhere. But there's maybe I mean, someone. It's a special place to lots there's, of people. There's someone you know? who the only place they can't leave the valley. They probably can't drive. Maybe they don't know of other gay places. And see, friends is the one place where they can be themselves, and that's what I feel about and losing any gay bar. Mm-hmm. Losing any gay bar shouldn't be a thing that we don't worry about. Yeah, because if we don't have these spaces, what's going to happen? I mean, 
you know this. I mean, you you yeah. you are a win. You you know you your title is a a bar title. You're just a bar title. <laughs> but you're just um, a bar title. You're just a bar title. <laughs> um, but you know the importance of a bar. Yeah. And yeah. the community that the bar brings. So losing any bar should be, especially as a gay person, because gay yeah. people, straight people. The minute they lost one, 20 grow in the same place. Yeah, it, it's like a dime a dozen, right? But, but like, us gay people, we don't have that. We lose them, they're gone. And that's that's it. And I, I almost felt a little bit of, I mean, I kind of felt a little bit of guilt over the last couple of years because like we were honestly locked down, at least for that hardcore, like that first year. Yeah. Most title holders host events, yeah, live events at the bar. Yeah. And my thought was, if people can learn about the bullet bar from my show, mm-hmm. that's bringing visibility to the bar. And I hope that people, and I think that people all over the world now know more about the bullet bar and what we are and what we do because of this show. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like my bar title is, you know, part of the job is being a walking advertisement <laughs> for the bar. And I'll, I'll be the first so to I'm do that. I'm sorry that we are um, advertising other bars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that we're advertising my bar. Um, and I, but you understand. Yeah. You understand the, the seriousness. It's the sacredness of that space that could be gone in an instant. And I, sadly, I don't have something to call home. You know, I don't have a bar to call home. I, I, I don't have like, you know, I have as, as Christopher Street West. There is mm-hmm. no bar Christopher Street West, yeah. you know. So I was lucky to say, hey, this is the home I'm choosing. Now, yeah. my party, I'm hoping, becomes a thing where I could travel with it. But I'm going to tell you this now. It's always going to have a home there. And yeah. it's always going to be there first. And then it'll go other places. Yeah. Because for me, in the end of the day, as a Hispanic person, okay, now, <laughs> let's get, you want to add layers to this? Not There's not a lot of Hispanic bars yeah. around. So yeah. if it's already hard for a gay bar to a die. gay bar <clears throat> in the middle of nowhere, Hispanic, yeah. I, I can't lose that. As yeah. a Hispanic person, that is not like we have a certain number of bars that are Hispanic and that are solely Hispanic that are really, like I said, that first bar I went to was straight and then they gave us one night. Yeah. That's not our bar. That's not our bar. I'm sorry. Not our bar. We we take over one night. But a bar that is 20, you know, seven gay, seven days a week. Yeah. Gay. We can't lose that. And it's Hispanic on top of that. It's not, I, I can go to another bar that is not Hispanic. Yeah. If I lose one. Yeah. It sucks, but I could go to another one. If it's Hispanic, now I have to go all the way to mid. The middle of nowhere. Where, Who knows? Yeah. To yeah, yeah. find another Hispanic bar that is targeted Hispanics, that is for Hispanics. So I think, and 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 to even to the, to the question of, you know, what do you want to do with this title is, I want to open the, I, I want to open and and bring places and be proud of who i am as a hispanic man i want to with this title is open the doors as a hispanic to mm-hmm. other hispanics to come into the, our community first of all to come into our community and i want to make p- spaces for them to have the place to be themselves mm-hmm. now you know it's easy to be you know quote unquote a white person and have places to call your home. It's not easy to be Hispanic. And I'm never going to be apologetic. I'm never going to be nothing. Because in the end of the day, a lot of bars are not my home. Mm-hmm. They don't play Selena everywhere. Yeah. Selena is home. 
They don't play oldies. And when I say oldies, I'm not talking about like oldies. I'm talking about like Rocio Dulcar. I'm called I'm talking about like Yudir. I'm talking about like those old. Like if yeah. I just want to go chill somewhere and have a conversation and yeah. almost hear music, I'd rather it be Rocio Dulcar. I'd rather be Jenny Rivera. I I'd rather have Selena in the background. I'm Hispanic. Yeah. I want to be Hispanic. I want to be around other Hispanics. I want to have that. You want a place to call your own, to call and, home. And and that's what I'm that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And and, and that's what I'm going to offer. Like I'm not scared of talking in Spanish. Uh, Jenny from the block, call me Chris from the block. Like <laughs> I will talk to you in Spanish. I will quote these things. I am who I am and I'm a big part of that is being Hispanic. My mom doesn't talk English. Mm-hmm. And when I did that speech, I went from English to Spanish. When I talk in my everyday life, I will throw English and Spanish because that's yeah. who I am. And part of that is making sure that there's spaces for people like me. Yeah. And not just the we me. Yeah. That's the Latino me. Like all of you. All of me. Yeah. And as much as I'm going to fight for, hey, accept me for being a we queen. It's the same way I'm going to fight for being, accept me for being Latino and for being unapologetic unapologetically latino yeah and for wanting to dance yeah i want to dance i want to drink tequila shots body (laughs) shots for those who are listening to your story through this podcast and maybe relate and maybe are still trying to find their place and still trying to find themselves what would be your advice to them fuck shit up fuck it up fuck it up don't be scared of fucking up Mm. i fucked up a lot i explored a lot i am here because I explored. Like I said, I started off WeHo. I've ended. Where level. you're at today, yeah. And what makes me and what makes me is all those experiences. Mm-hmm. If it, it wasn't, if I would have just gone straight to leather, I probably would have been a different person. Mm. If I would have not been proud of being Hispanic or would have not like learned about my Hispanicness or would have not been like curious about this or that, I would not be where I'm at now. Yeah. Like I... I own who I am. Like I am someone who, you know, and talking about privileges, like I'm someone who is a male who is passing. But girl, you've heard me talk. She she drops drag race wrote like quotes like nobody's business. She, you know, I don't have like a hung up of you know what pronouns. I, I all of these things are things that I had to explore to be like, oh okay, like I grew up and I grew up with like brothers. Yeah. So it was scary to be like, oh, do I like Drag Race? Oh, I like Drag Race. Oh, now I'm watching every single season. And it's and okay. And it's okay. Yeah. And now it's now because of watching that and learning about that and, and, yeah. and being part of that now, like that's made who I am. You know, I went into that tent one day and I was like, oh, am I am I into this? Oh, <laughs> I am into this. And then going yeah. in the journey to yeah. find out what that meant. Yeah. You know, and and I could say that about a lot of things. So being okay with you don't know it all. You will just fuck up and sometimes say the wrong thing. It's, okay, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be who you are. It's and okay you know what? To... And I think, like I said a couple of minutes ago, the people who really, really matter mm-hmm. will stick by you and will have your back. And that goes to friends. That goes to family. That goes to everything because. I can sit somewhere and read bullshit. Yeah. I can sit somewhere and read their bullshit. So that means everybody can sit there and read their bullshit. Mm. Because you can be like, oh, Brandon could come up to me and be like, oh, well, this is what Chris wants. And I'll sit there and I'll be like, this is not who Brandon is. Mm-hmm. And first of all, Brandon doesn't know what I want. Doesn't Clearly. Know what I want. 
<laughs> but you know, Brandon doesn't know what I want. He thinks yeah. this is what I want. You know, a lot of people come up to me and go like, "Oh, Chris wants this really like feminine guy who's like da 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 da." Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't, just be yourself. Just be you. The yeah. same way I drop, like, the same way I drop drag race quotes, I want you to drop, like, or I want you to be like, be I don't whoever know. whoever you are. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know who drag race is. Like, don't don't force it, yeah. you know? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that we can all learn from that. And I, look, I, I haven't gotten there. Maybe, ask me, two years from now, let's, let's, ha- let's have this. And I might be different. I might say yeah. the opposite. But at least I tried it and I fucked it up or I... Yeah, you're not afraid to make a few mistakes because that's part of being you. That's part of being human. If my knees get, you know, if my knees get scratched up, that means I gave some bomb head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, no, that's not what we're talking about. No, yeah, if if you fall and break, you get up and then you do it again. And then, you know, I work with kids, so (laughs) that's what you tell kids. So why does it stop? Why all of a sudden that has to stop and you have to do everything the correct way? No, 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 no. You never stop learning. You always fall, no matter what, and no matter how smart you are. Yeah. You will fall, and then you have to get up. And I think that's where the real smartness comes from. How do you get up? And speaking of getting back up. You're um, horny? No. <laughs> I can see it from here. <laughs> My penis. No. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, as a two-time contest runner. For those who are listening to your show and and maybe considering running now for the first time after hearing about like your story, your journey and your perspective on all of it, what would be your advice to people running for the first time or the second time? The second time. Be yourself. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. Um, I mean, I'll be judging next year. Um, (laughs) He flips his fake (laughs) hair. I I live my my imaginary long long hair. Um, Be yourself. I think that that's... And and I think... I mean, come on. I just went on a rant about this. I think everybody could read through the bullshit. Mm. And no one wants bullshit. Yeah. No one wants bullshit. Be yourself. You... And everybody could tell when you're not being yourself. Even if it's just a little bit, people can read through that. Yeah. And... What really, really matters in the end of the day is who you are. And especially, I think, being a title holder. I think you know this. Mm-hmm. It's It comes, it's not just winning. It's not just winning. I wish it was just winning, but it's more than winning. Yeah. And you don't want to later on be like, oh, he wasn't what he said he was. Because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be more hurtful. Yeah. Unless, and I think this is what I said, unless... They already know. Yeah. Hey, my when you bought me, I came in in clear packaging. <laughs> you already knew what you were getting. Right. Now, if you were the dummy who bought it, you okay. could only hate yourself. Be the same person on stage because you have to be that same person for at least the next year. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, and mind you, I know you'll grow and you'll learn and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. But in essence, that is who you are. Yeah. So the, the essence better be true. Or else, because it's easier to return something and be like, this is not what I got. Yeah. Instead of being like, hey, is this what you saw? Yes. Is this what you thought you're taking home? Yes. Yeah. So this is on you, not on not on us. Right. This was on you because you took it home knowing what it was. And no one could take that away from you. Mm-hmm. No one. And then you could sleep well while the world is falling apart around you because at least it wasn't you. Yeah. You at least were who you were. And it, it, it can't and hurt you. nobody can take that away from exactly. you. Exactly. Chris, it was a pleasure to have you on the show for the second time. <laughs> well, we'll do another we'll one. We'll do another one in, in two more years. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to talk to you for another two more years. <laughs> 
how can we uh, get connected with you? How can we reach out? <clears throat> so there are um, hallways. <laughs> <laughs> there are dark rooms. There Talking are... more about the socials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, you can follow me on um, Chris Diva on Instagram. Um, and you could, you know, the, uh, there's a link tree. There's everything okay. there. You you might find some things if oh. you if you if you go through that link tree, you mm. might find some things that might titillate you. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the, the easiest way is you know Chris Devon on Instagram. Um, Heart talks with Chris. Heart talks with Chris. Um, if you want to hear me talk, and if if this voice turns you off, <laughs> and you just want to hear more, you want to hear more, <laughs> you know, come here. And obviously, Perverso mm-hmm. um, is happening once a month. Um, Perverso has his own Instagram, so. Follow us on Perverso LA, and you'll you will keep you up to date. Um, and then yeah, just you know, if there's a big dick or a big ass, <laughs> I might be there too. So just you know, like smoke signals. Stroll I mean, you know, just the parks, yeah, 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 just, you, go to the yeah you might you might find me there. <laughs> but yes, Chris Diva is, is the best way to find me as of right now. Oh my gosh, Chris! Before we go, do you have any last words for our audience? Yes, um, Brandon. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you hate that I won. You're so um, dumb. <laughs> no, be yourself. Um, be yourself. Love yourself. Be confident in who you are. Because if you love yourself, and, and I know this is hard, but if you love yourself, it doesn't really matter mm. what others think. Because in the end of the day, the only love that matters is you and yourself. And trust me. You will find people who love you as much as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that matter, not the people who want to say the opposite. So just be yourself. Don't don't apologize. Learn to not apologize. And it's okay. We're not perfect. And if we were perfect, we would be carbon copies of each other. And then that would be boring. boring. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, love and and love others. Get to know each other. The differences are what makes you fun. Mm. Like, if we were all the same, it would be great. It would not be great. It would be boring. You know, me and Brandon are two different people who see the world in two different ways. And I could never be a hoe. (laughs) I could never. But, you know, my kindness and great heart lets me see a better side of him. But that was, that is. So just be yourself. Love yourself. Find that happiness within. And whatever that takes. Whatever mm-hmm. it takes, be happy with yourself. Find that self happiness, and then you will see how things change and how good things happen. Mm-hmm. And I won. I'm a winner, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't love yourself as much as I do, but at least love yourself a little bit. Thank you. Thank you well, so much for having me on. Thank you again, Chris. And to our listeners, again, you can always find me as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet on Instagram and Patreon and Twitter as Brandon Bullet LA. Thanks again for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky. Oh. <laughs> okay.